Howdy, everyone. Kyler here, and I am here to be your DM for the evening. Hi, Kyler. I'm ready Hi. to get Mentos fresh, baby. Okay, so who remembers shit? Because I sure don't. <laughs> Andrew did. He right, just he just I know. I know my role. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it is very appreciated. Beebs uh, was not a part of the last session, so we'll have to find a way to bring him in. Oh yeah, he's not. he's there. Um, I think we we decided that he was there and he's just chilling and didn't really do much. <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he's just hanging out. It's it's you know um me. it's New Orleans. He had things to do. Yeah. So we, uh, the last session was us going from airport to the hotel. Um, our fuel stop on the way there. We witnessed some bums that were looking to try to get that Mentos. Try to yeah. get fresh. I um, the fresh maker. I needed the fresh maker. <laughs> and Lean a little closer to the mic, Kyler. <laughs> I can get even closer than this. Yes. And my character, James, was desperately trying to, you know, let them know to be cool while in public, but that he was interested in getting in on the logistics side of this uh, pursuit of freshness. Yeah. Um, then we made it to the hotel. And upon going to the hotel, I do not because I didn't take notes, but so I don't have the name of the person that we met up with that kind of gave us a rundown of why we were um, as or it was our boss and we were catching them up on the mission. Yeah, we were catching them up on the mission that we were coming back from uh, and which uh, Yavari helped lie our way out of because we uh, we didn't do too exactly what was called upon us but we got the job done that's and correct then, you guys remember what the mission was uh to defeat an angel and that angel yeah. beat our ass for like two hours straight and then just kind of gave up <laughs> and away. zone of truth was cast on our commander so she did admit that it was basically a suicide mission do you recall what the angel was doing did i ever tell you that uh, the news report showed dismembered bodies being yeah. The angel was trying to build a perfect woman. For what purpose, we don't know. But he was taking the body parts of other women and mixing them together into what is called a flesh golem. Oh. Oh. That's hot. Um, and, <laughs> so after we had yeah, our I meeting... imagine she was fine as shit, honestly. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, So after we had our meeting, though, uh, the gang met back up at the hotel or it went to our respective hotel rooms. And then we all kind of mingled back into the bar area so that Yavari could go and maintain her social media presence as well as schmooze with her people. And then James went out trying to score a conversation with a Mentos dealer to figure out how to get on part of the money play, uh, which led him to a party with a bunch of furries. And the furries gave him some Mentos, and then he woke up in a completely different part of town. Um, As the Yavari, uh, Yavari and Glenn, pretty much the rest of the group, partied their asses off wake up the next morning back at the hotel and the only thing that is shared between the two of them 
is, or the two groups in question, is that everyone is looking around and realizing that the whole city of Nolans is asleep. Oh no! You're right. I was told that the city. You remember that way better than I do. I uh, I know my role. I'm the the group that I'm playing with. Uh, that Abby's DMing. I my it's my new favorite thing is to sit there while the, it's like, hey, what did we do last time? And I listen to them flounder for five minutes before I read my notes. Very good. <laughs> you are a credit it's, to team. It's amazing. I love it. And, I love it so uh, much. Yavari team was partying with one Miss Verona Sessler. That's correct. Oh, okay. See, I and I didn't have that. So good. Okay. Good. Teamwork makes a dream work. Okay, so uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Crits and Grits, the city that never sleeps. Uh, Welcome back, guest DM Kyler. Hello. Uh, Host of Fishing After Five, and probably going to be doing way more centric shit this year, and I'm ready. (laughs) That's true. Uh, My life is about to get weird. It already is weird, but it's about to get weirder. And we also have our players here today. Uh, we have Abby taking over the role of uh, one Miss Yavari. Hey. Uh, we have Andrew here playing the role of James Carpenter. Was was that name? Uh, yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> and uh, oh, new <laughs> new player to this campaign, Mister Doctor Deebs, playing the role of I don't know his character name because we did this today. <laughs> snick snack. I'm a cobalt. <laughs> okay, snick snack. Snick snack. All right. Damn it. Well, Kyler, the reins are in your hands now. Okay. Like last time, I want to preface this session. We likely will not be fighting. I've never been wrong in my life, so uh, that's going to be 100. percent So, like they were, they were talking about fought. that earlier, um, and I was like but this is Kyler, so I'm not sure how much I believe you because I know how sadistic of a DM you are. Sometimes, when it calls for it. Okay. <laughs> it's like a, 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 a switch you have to flip. Okay. After the players are level 17, fuck them. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> yeah, at that point they're like verging on godhood. Yeah. Fuck so. Okay, fuck I got a lot kids. to learn as a DM. Fuck them kids. After all of your partying is over, you return back to your hotel, only to find that the city that never sleeps slumbers away. The dark and eerie quiet floods the streets, and without the sound of music and laughter in the streets, the city of Manblue, Manbrew, rather, floods over with a deafening silence. I want you to feel the quiet for a second. The gravity of everyone in this city, the same size as New Orleans. In fact, you might as well even call it New Orleans because I'm not very creative and it's just New Orleans, is completely silent. Um, I remember you had split into two teams. Deebs, your character's yeah. name is what, what now? Snick, Snick Snack. Snick Snack. All right, one second. Snick Snack. Snick Snack. We're going to start with you. You wake up early in the morning, uh, right about six. And as you get out of your bed uh, in the Fancy Pants hotel room in downtown Manbrew, you can hear the faint sounds of a horn from far away. It just blares long and loud, and it's almost, it has a soft feeling to the note. It's like, 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> just is it like a musical horn or like a fog horn? It sounds like a horn. Um, do you have any musical background, Snicksnack? Snicksnack can play the bagpipes, and he owns a set of bagpipes. Well, why don't you make a history check then? Uh, a what check? History. History. Okay, sorry. That's an eight. You ain't never heard this horn in your life. <laughs> okay. It feels like you should know it, but it's it has a right amount of a brassy feel that mm-hmm. it's hard to tell exactly what it is. But it was a very warm sounding note. And it was a note. It wasn't somebody just honking on it. Okay. So that would definitely kind of trigger Snick Snack's, uh, I guess, curious nature. So he's going to wake up uh, his Drake companion, Snick Snack Jr., and mm-hmm. um, I guess head out of whatever whatever hovel I'm sleeping in. Uh, and is there any way I can kind of localize where the horn came from? It sounded like it was coming from everywhere, uh, all around your hotel room. So you guys are on the top floor of the Barriott uh, in downtown. Nice. Uh, so you get out of your room, get dressed, do your thing, wash your pee-pee, whatever you got to do, and you head downstairs to the lobby. In the lobby, you find multiple people uh, all resting their heads on tables. All of them seem to be in various sorts of costumes. Uh, you can definitely tell uh, Hyper Tario. Uh, you can see Monic the, the Echidna, and... They're all sleeping. Looks like they partied real hard last night. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Do I see anybody that's awake? There Searching. are several elves behind the uh, counters, uh, hmm. washing things down. Some of them look kind of confused to all the sleeping patrons, but they're not really questioning it so much as there has been a large party. It looks to you immediately that no elves have been affected by this. You know, they're, they're awake. And the only people awake are elves. Okay. Hmm. At this point, you notice that your friends are nowhere to be found. Probably because the DM doesn't remember where they went. And... Ah, <laughs> I see. And okay, uh, so... you find yourself in the city by yourself. Um, remind me real quick. We got Glenn Honeydew, who is a paladin. And what is Glenn? Uh, sir, like? that is Glenn F. Honeydeer, and Glenn is a human, kind of a manlet, like five four, tan skin. And I didn't want to come right out and say this, but kind of looks like Prince. <laughs> oh, Beautiful. Boot oh. him. Okay. I mean, I, I never can if Prince we really manlet. want to. I do run the Discord. <laughs> Okay, and then Abby? Um, I am a red tiefling with flowing long uh, black hair. Um, my name is Yavari. Um, I usually show off some cleavage, you know. Just, you know, I'm the face of the party, so I do what I need to. And I believe I have an imp named Omdi. Did I have my <laughs> imp? Um, but really, my uh, familiar is more Glenn than anything else. 
The imp is a beard. Yeah, basically. Okay. And Andrew? Uh, James is a Kalashtar uh, that is an appearance of, that is darker. Um, Nolan's, he is a Nolan's uh, native, grew, raised and grew up there. He is a man of the cloth. Uh, so tra- went off to school for seminary and came back and is a very well-respected individual of his community. Although a lot of people believe that he has kind of underhanded deals with people of never-do-wellers. But everyone <laughs> overlooks that because of the good that he does in the community. I see. Okay. Um, so, uh, Snack will approach the front desk and be like, uh, Have you seen the buddies of mine? Uh, little... Baby boy looking human, uh, boobsy tiefling or, uh, glass fella? I don't know. The elf looks at you, uh, tall female. Uh, she's about six foot two. Uh, in the world of Driala, you'll mostly run into sun elves, which are really big. They're not big as in wide. They're just tall and thin. Uh, she smiles and she says, yes, I believe I have. Uh, they are part of the Pride Empire. Uh, they had fancy little emblems on their vests. I believe they went down the street. I don't know what they mentioned if, where they were going. If you see them, um, tell them to come back. There's a package here for them. Do you want me to just take it to them? Well, yes, please. Sweet. And then he'll, uh, he'll say, Snick, 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 Jr., carry that. And the, the Drake will, like, climb its way up onto the counter and, uh, grab the package out of her hand and like shake it and slobber it on it like a like a gotcha. big ass dog and then uh, uh you receive a down. very small package i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no no good uh you receive a very small package uh about five inches by five inches just a, a little box as you shake it around it sounds like it's packed with paper uh but it is mm-hmm. very light okay. uh and then snick snack and snick snack jr will head out and kind of look up and down the street both ways. Gotcha. Uh, and sorry, I forgot to mention the on, si- on the side of the package, it is addressed to Yuvari. Okay. Uh, as you look up and down the street, you catch a glimpse of your friends across the street from the local coffee shop. I believe that was Yuvari and Glenn, and I think James was somewhere else. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. And also Big Shark Man. Uh, yes, James is off somewhere else. He's there was a uh, shark in And uh, Killer Croc was uh, with Yavari and crew. Okay. Yeah, James was solo. <laughs> he just kind of, he's just, he falls asleep, actually. Boom. It's the problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Rest in Easy. peace. Uh, so, yeah, Snick Snack will wave at him and uh, run over. Um, hey, guys. You left. Oh, Mr. Snicksnack, I don't have your coffee order. What would you like? I swear to God, if I have to fucking tell you this again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Um, Snicksnack. Snicksnack would drink... I'm so sorry. He would just drink straight up dark roast black coffee because he doesn't know any better. Glenn goes in to place the order. Okay. Glenn, you go inside. Uh, the elf who is now working alone in an empty coffee shop. There's nobody in there. 
you know, from yesterday, this coffee shop used to be packed. Um, he says, hey, what can I add for you? What can I do for you today? While Glenn is ordering, his unpaid intern instinct kicks in and he starts cleaning. Uh, yes, may I have one dark roast for Mr. Snick Snack outside? One dark roast for Mr. Snick Snack. So he starts uh, pouring coffee and everything. And he says, uh, have you noticed that there's no customers in here? Glenn looks around for a second and goes back to cleaning. Uh, yeah. I'm just uh, saying. Is it normally packed? Well, yes. We're on Main Street. It's early in the morning, about 7.20. Nobody's here for their morning coffee except for you and your friends. Uh, let me tell you, you take it on the house. It's on, it's on us. Glenn doesn't know what to do but just take <laughs> the coffee and leaves. And if you see anyone outside, just go ahead and sit them on in here. I'll give them a discount if you mention your name. We, we have to keep on paying the bills. Selling coffee is part of it. And Glenn pokes his head out and says, Miss Yavari, Mr. Snick Snack, uh, there's a discount if you come in and order coffee. Um, Glenn, dear, that is what we sent you for. <laughs> and he just looks back to the guy and shrugs. Get a puppuccino for Snick Snack Jr. <laughs> Glenn, did you only get the one coffee? Do I need to write it down? Glenn. <laughs> Glenn is just making eye contact and saying nothing. Glenn, please get the usual. As in, more than just one coffee. Uh, yes, uh, M Mr. Coffee Shop Owner? Hello. Well, I'm not the owner, but I appreciate that. You you look pretty sharp back there. I assumed you were the owner. And you see him. He's got his uh, little button-down vest. He's an elf, so, you know, he's got to have that air of superiority. He seems like a normal-ass dude. Uh, he has a hat on, and it says... Uh, he has a, a hat on, and it looks like a collegiate hat. Uh, and it's called B-A-D um, in, in Greek letters, except it's just it just spells bad. Uh, you know this to be the local Bard College. Bard-ass district <laughs> university. Badu. Badu. Uh, yes, uh, Mr. Owner, I'll take one puppuccino and one the usual. One puppuccino and the, uh, the usual? Yes, the usual. Can you, can you specify? It's the usual. Okay. And you proceed to watch him... Just start doing shit. Uh, it looks like he's just making this up at this point. So, after a couple of seconds, he brings you both of your coffees, and he says, well, that'll be $5. <laughs> uh, you may have to take that out with Miss Yavari. She handles my funds. She would have given you the card. <laughs> Glenn slams a metal card down on the table. Oh, my God. Ah. Oh, this card's fancy. Metal. You must have good credit. And he runs it, goes back green. All right, you have a good day, and thank you for visiting Barbucks. Thank you for helping me not miss out on my college credit. Hey. <laughs> oh, wait, are you, a, are you a member of Bad U as well? Uh, I'm the College of uh, Yavari. <laughs> uh, where where no is that looking? She's just giving you credit for nothing. I didn't... Oh, God. 
I I retrieve coffee. I do photo shoots. Uh, uh, <laughs> please don't ask uh, any more questions. <laughs> I okay. don't know. Well, have have a good one. <laughs> and as you walk off, he uh, he just kind of mutters to himself, "What a weird little guy." <laughs> um, Snicksack Junior will depl- will place in Yavari's lap a very very moist uh, five inch by five inch package with her name on it. Yeah. Oh, lovely. He sticks his head out, and, like, you're going to pet me, right? I, I give him a little pet. Nice. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to daintily open the package, trying not to get slobber all over my hands, but I'm pretty sure it's unavoidable at this it's, point. It's impossible. Yeah. I'm fully slobbered. <laughs> it's impossible. I didn't you open realize the reptiles <laughs> slobbered that much. Unplanned. He's not a reptile, he's a, he's a dragon. They're not <laughs> technically reptiles. <laughs> so, Yuvari, as you open the package, um, it's bound by a, a small string and then tape underneath that. And the package is colored white, but now brown with the, the taste of slobber. Mm. Uh, you open it up and pull out the paper, and you find a set of... How many, how many fucking are you? Five earrings. And a note at the bottom. Uh, the note reads, This is your commander, Allura. I have provided you with these earrings. They will allow you to speak to each other over distances up to 500 feet. This will keep you in touch in your dangerous missions to come. Congratulations on your success with your most recent mission. And hopefully we will never see that angel again. Signed, with love, but sternly. Allura. Oh, so... <sighs> Yesterday she went from trying to kill us to now we should all keep in touch, I guess. So, who wants an earring? I and... don't think she was trying to kill us. Uh, I may have offended her by asking for all the marshmallows she had for my hot chocolate. I'm sorry, Mr. No, Barry. Glenn, dear, you're forgetting about the suicide mission she sent us on. Super slide mission? No. She sent us on a mission that was doomed. She tried to kill us, basically. Not her biggest fan, and I would like someone else to try the earrings first. No particular reason. Snickneck will grab two of them. Okay. Do you grab two. They're very light. Uh, wait, do kobolds have ears? <laughs> oh, God, they don't. You're just going to shove it into your ear hole? <laughs> I don't care if kobolds have ears. I really like that better. He just shoves one in each ear. Guys? Hello? <laughs> you can you can hear the vibration from it. it it's Since you have can both I of them it? in, you're just kind of feedbacking. You hear yourself, but have you ever held two phones that are on speaker next to each other? He goes... <laughs> That's happening. Ah, okay. Glenn grabs one and sends it to his lapel. Uh, Glenn, um, actually, you know what? That's probably for the best. All right, so all of you are now equipped with an earring. It is a magical earring, but it does not count towards your attunement. With it, you'll be able to speak with each other up to 500 feet away. Uh, So quite a ways. The caveat, 
is that these earrings are always on unless you turn them off via button. So if you want it off, let me know. I have absolutely not turned it on or put it in my ear. <laughs> Got it. Glenn is just leaving his yep, okay. on. <laughs> so, as you... Where, where, where are you guys again? Did you go to a... I think there was an outdoor... Uh, it was an outdoor sitting place with a table. And that's where you were getting your coffee at. Am I wrong? Sounds right now. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, exactly where you are. It checks. I did the math. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You note that your friends James and uh, Killer Crocman are gone. You don't know where they are. And also, there are patrons next to you who are sleeping in their chairs. What are you doing? Uh, I think Snick Snack Jr. is uh, going to be... He's not used to not being pet by random strangers, so he's going to be just, like, accosting random sleeping people for pets. Sure. And as he accosts them, they do not wake up. And he's doing a good job. This is greatly frustrating for him. He rolls on his belly. How about the rest of you? What are you up to? Everyone in the city is sleeping. Except for elves, and somehow, you. Well, I suppose now that we have our coffee, we should probably go and find everyone else. Hopefully they're awake and it won't be too difficult, but it looks like the rest of everyone, except for, I suppose, a few people, got way too shit-faced last night. So, does anyone have an air horn? Snick Snack whips out the bagpipes <laughs> and just oh, yeah. looks, looks so excited. Uh... Yavari plugs her ears and says, Snick Snack, dear, why don't you uh, play us a Before little song? Before you can even and... do it, just... <laughs> <laughs> loud just sits back and in hard. The... Yeah, Yavari sits back in the chair, chair and waits. <laughs> I got a 14. <laughs> that shit would have woken anyone up. The entire bar that you're at stays asleep. Damn. Should we <laughs> ask if anyone has seen Mr. James? Ask who? Mr. Snick Snack, you make a good point. What? What was the last thing that you guys remember from last night? Let's retrace our steps. Uh, I asked people if they wanted Jimmy hats. <laughs> did, they, did you go get the Jimmy hat? Uh, they told me I should not use the word Jimmy hat. I, I don't know why, Mr. Snick Snack. Correct. I don't know either, man. Jimmy need hats. Exactly, Mr. Snick Snack, you get me. Okay, so where'd you go to get Jimmy the, the Jimmy hat? I always have Jimmy hats when I <laughs> Well, I get, let me get one. The sun's very, very bright, and I don't like I don't like the sunlight. I I, I pass it once, and it's just a just a wrapped condom. Yeah. What is this shit? <laughs> it's a Jimmy hat. <laughs> Snickset will gingerly place the still wrapped condom on the very center of his head. Uh Uh, my my eyes! God! You're you're supposed to take it out of the package and then un oh 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 no. Please, please. Let's just go find Mr. James. 
Here's the game plan. Um, we're going to hope that James is awake. You're going to pick a route, go ahead with your bagpipes, and if he's awake, surely he'll find us. Oh, oh. Um, I don't know if drakes have particularly good sense of smell, but Snickback is just gonna tell. Like, oh, okay, Snickback Junior, I'm James. James, go, go get James. Where's he at? Where's, where's James, boy? Snake Snack starts running, or Snake Snack Junior starts running. Oh, let's go. James. Oh, James is saying James got it. Hey, James, how you doing? Hey. Been a while since we last talked, huh? It sure has been a hot minute. If I remember correctly, you were partying with uh, two hotties, and you woke up after eating some habanero chicken feet and drinking some what? Mento, eating some Mentos. That's it. Well, I I personally do not view it as partying. I what I was doing was a network, and uh, it just so happens that um, you know. Such as a business, sometimes you are trying to establish new connections and you end up on the side of town and you don't know how you got there. That's true. You wake up, uh, not you weren't really sleeping, but you were in a stupor and the sickening, just disgusting taste of Mentos is within your mouth right now. You feel so fucking fresh, but you're coming off of that fresh. You know what I mean? You're, you're coming back to your senses. And you decide then and there that maybe fresh makers aren't quite for you. They're a little too fresh. You like to maintain fresh level five. We were at a fresh level ten. And that's a bad trip. It is. I don't know why they call it fresh. You look around uh, trying to get your bearings and you find yourselves, uh, yourself rather, uh, inside of the gate of the local Bard College, BAD University. Bad you. Bard ass discovery university. I'm pretty sure I said something different before, but that's what it is now. Bad you. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, uh and so I, I'm assuming that I would know like now know what part of town I'm in. Like I would know where Bad U is located. Bad U is a very large campus. Uh it actually encompasses a good bit of the downtown area. Uh, looking around, since you're from here, uh, you'd know that the Barriott that you are staying at isn't quite that far away. Maybe a, another 20 blocks. It's a walk, though. Uh, not just it, it, like a city block. So, you're not that far, but you ain't that close. New Orleans block. Okay. And uh, I'm going... I'm going to try to see if I could, like, hail a cab. Either with like an, like my phone or something, uh, try to get a cab so I could get back to the Barriott. Excellent. Uh, on your phone, you pull up an app called Boober, and uh, try to get a cab. It looks like all of the wait times are nine 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 minutes. That's weird. Well, well, that seems like a bust. Uh, uh I'm getting. Too old for this shit. And uh, I'm going to start walking, I guess. I'm going to start hoofing it towards uh, the Barriott. As you start walking uh, out of the gates of Bad U, you hear the sharp sounds 
of a young Roman screaming. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. You hold on there, little miss. I'm coming. Uh, and I'm going to start moving towards the scream. Okay. Um, you start running towards the uh, courtyard. Everybody in the courtyard is laying down on their books uh, with drinks, and they are sleeping. A elf girl is currently shaking a, um, a half-orc fella who seems to be in a um, letterman jacket with bad U down the side. Uh, you can all see their musical instruments just laying on the ground, beautiful brass instruments that are just on asphalt getting scratched up. It looks like everybody just dropped them at the same time. Uh, the woman that is screaming is uh, shaking the half-orc and saying, Wake up! Wake up! Barry Manlow, you have to get back up. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, I know. Uh, you, hey, uh, help, help! Everybody's asleep. Oh, everybody. Everybody. What's going on, What's going on here? What? What? Oh. What, what oh, were they doing to... before going to sleep? Oh, we were. They were partying, and I was. I walked out to the bathroom just once, and I heard a sound, and then everybody just dropped. And look at all these instruments that are on the ground. And as she's pointing them out, you can see, like, a guitar is now missing its strings. It seems like these people were carrying them. Everybody plopped down, and it's just kind of a, a mess around there. You count at least 50 students which are uh, who are on the courtyard grounds asleep. You do notice the only people up are elves. And you. Now, you do remember a sound as well. It sounded like a long, soft horn, like a brassy horn. Um, I'm going to check real quick. Are, were, are there any horns, like, among, like, all the passed out college kids? Absolutely. There are several. Okay, that did nothing. Excellent. All right, I, I'm going to I'm gonna look at the, uh, at the girl. I'm gonna, well, calm down. Calm down now. Is, uh, you know, getting up and he ain't gonna fix nothing. Well, but let's let's see if we can figure out what what happened here. Oh please, because uh, he has a test. Okay, don't want to miss no test now. Uh, no, I'm no, gonna no. I'm He's gonna walk. Failing. All right, I'm gonna approach. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go to her her, her orc, orc boyfriend and, and try to examine him, see if I can figure out what's going on with him. Sure. Uh, you make a ah oh God, what is it? A medicine check? I don't play D and D anymore. I don't know. <laughs> all right because of my sheet i will agree medicine check absolutely yes let's do that <laughs> yeah uh medicine check is it medicine uh, check am i just stupid uh i 17. believe it's a medicine check yeah i i would okay. i would end up saying a medicine check that sounds right but 17 17 wow you check the shit out of him you got in his <laughs> prostate you uh, checked his reflexes, and sure enough, yeah, he's asleep. But he's in a deeper slumber than most people would be in. It's like that deep rim sleep, except he's reached a level beyond. He's in a simded deep rim sleep. And it seems like he even went a further, even further beyond that to uh, a deep rim sleep three. Well, 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 honey, don't take this the wrong way, but. There ain't nothing wrong with him. He, he's just sleeping just fine. 
Then, then why is it everybody? Why is everyone asleep? That I do not know the answer to. And as but, you look over the bodies, uh, I, I say bodies, they're just sleeping people. But let's get grimdark here. Uh, as you look over the bodies, you hear louder than anything else, the snores of sleeping people. Well, be honest with you, honey, I got no idea why they're all asleep right now, but hopefully but I, time will tell us why. I, I see that insignia on your, on your shirt. Are you part of the Pride Empire? Did you, were you the guy on the news? Uh, well, yes, ma'am. I, I was one of them, but I was just, I'm just a humble clergyman from down the street. So don't so think too much about you. this on my shirt. Well, I appreciate you. you and what you did with that angel. But th- it's, it's your job, isn't it? You have to figure this out. And we will. I, I, I give you my word. We'll figure this out but in, in time, in time. Um, and I, I'm going to. I, I want to check and see, like, if there's like ta- like any tables or like with drinks or food or anything, and I want to look for Mentos. Sure. Uh, you go around uh, looking, and I'll just I'll just spare you this one. You don't see any Mentos just laying around. But as you are looking around the tables, you hear a snore that is much louder than every other snore that you've heard. Uh, it is coming from. Right at the entrance of, uh, uh, God, hang on, Gary, edit that out. I just had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's his name? Did I forget it? But what I if I don't? Edit Bad it you? Out. No, 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 no. It's it's a it's an artist, Michael something, Mike Michael Bolton. Okay, so Michael uh, Bolton. Yeah, Gary, <laughs> pick up the. Pick up the uh, the recording from here. I'm sorry. You hear snoring right from the entrance. Ooh, then I'd have to fight you, Gary. You'd lose, Gary. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I, I got you, fam. I'll edit that out. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Uh, right at the entrance of Michael Bolton Hall, you can hear some really loud, deep snoring. And several murmurs that sound like a voice. And that voice... Sounds oddly familiar. What are you doing, friend? I, I'm going. I'm going to the voice. I'm moving in. As you walk towards it, you witness a horrifying sight. Laying on the ground with two cosplayers, both human, and then one, your friend, a large crocodile man, whatever his name was, is asleep on the ground. What was his name again? Yeah, Killer Croc. <laughs> Killer, killer Croc. Croc, of course. Of course what, it was. Killer Croc. Twitter handle killer underscore Croc. Got it. Killer Croc is asleep. He's pimp napping. Uh, clearly pimp napping because he has two girls on his side. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gla- like really get a good look at the girls uh, and then just said to his sleeping corpse <laughs> like to a sleeping person just some bitch. And as you inspect him, you can smell the smell of Mentos on his breath. He had mm-hmm. Mentos, but you are coming to the conclusion that it doesn't seem to be the Mentos that is doing this to people. Um, these are the same ladies that he left the club with last night as well. Looks like he had a good time. You don't know what he's doing at a local college. He's way too old for college. Unless he isn't. I don't remember anything about his character. <laughs> 
Uh, well, well, I'll be. I got no idea what's going on. No, looks like I'm gonna have to get the rest of the group in, involved here. All right. And as you figure that out, you begin to hear another sound coming towards the entrance of the uh, college. Uh, now, you've got a long courtyard between you and the entrance of the college itself, the gate. Um, and it sounds like a bagpipe. Long, droning bagpipe that was playing very well with a roll of 14. Or was it 17? It was one of them. It was pretty good. Oh, 14, yeah. Hmm. Well, let's just get Keeps getting curiouser and curiouser. Looks like I ain't the only one awake. I'm going to the bagpipes. Okay. As far as everybody else, Yavari and uh, Snicksnack, Glenn, as you come up to the college, Snicksnack Jr. is starting to point towards the gates of the college. Uh, and looking beyond those gates, crossing about a 50-yard, uh, I'm sorry, uh, a 100-yard stretch. You can see your friend James waving back at you. Good boy, Snicksnack Jr. You found him. Way to go! I will give him a little doggy treat. He wags and he's very happy about it. Um, and he likes James, so he's gonna tear off after, like trying to tackle James. Oh God, you said the word tackle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I will do my best to receive this charging puppy. You receive it. You receive it hard, fast, and uh, right in the thigh. Oh, no. You're okay, though. (laughs) There we go, little buddy. Yeah, I miss you, too. I miss you, too. Hey, Snickerdoodle! I'm over here! Uh, uh, Yeah, Snicksnack will just kind of run towards James. Um... James, James, everybody's asleep. What, what, what the hell happened last night? Huh. Your guess is a good mind, buddy. I, I ain't got a, the faintest clue. I was hoping you'd ha- y'all be on to something by now. No, we're we're retracing we're retracing Glenn's steps. He he gave me a Jimmy hat, and then we're gonna go on to the next place that he went to after we found you. Okay. Uh, with with him saying that he was given a Jimmy hat, that's when I noticed the condom. Um, Elegantly poised. Uh, and, and, I, <laughs> and I'm gonna go. Ah, oh, Jimmy Hat. I, I never took you to be part of the Jewish persuasion. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you you wear the yarmulke well. Uh, so so Glenn Glenn awake. I take it Yavari is too. Yeah, they're kind of inseparable. Uh, I don't think they're able to sleep. You know, like one one's not able to sleep unless the other is. <laughs> so, couldn't say better myself, son. Uh, well, let's go, <laughs> let's go get them real quick. Um, oh, they're there. They're probably like walking instead of running. Right. Like, uh, oh no, Glenn is diving in for a hug with James. Oh shit! Well, that's happening. Yeah, I'm get... I'm following behind, enjoying my coffee and not being near the bagpipes. <laughs> I, I am going to do my best to dodge the hug. Like, you know, just kind of like, you know, like kind of stick my arm out to like stop him from hugging me, but like try to turn it into a handshake. <laughs> Got it. Um, Glenn, roll a d20. 
Okay, D20. Let's do this, D&D. That's a 17. What's your AC, James? 13. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You got hugged. God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good to see you, too. I'm, like, actively pushing him while saying that it's good to see him. Like, He's got a pretty good grip on you. Good to see you, too. Damn, you got stronger than you look, son. Damn it. Yavari, Yavari, call your man off. Uh, Yavari's gonna pretend she doesn't hear. She's still walking. Mr. James, I <laughs> thought we lost you. Uh, you let go of me. I try to catch you up on what I know. Cause Good, I already, can already right. tell y'all, y'all go back the way I just came from. Y'all gonna find Killer Croc. Did he need a Jimmy hat? Son, ain't nobody need a Jimmy hat. <laughs> And I mean nobody, son. Not even you. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm not. What? <laughs> Yavari chokes on her coffee just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you heard me, son. And, and you know, no, no I got full control over my bladder. I, I don't need a Jimmy hat to hold the pee in. <sighs> Lord have mercy on my soul. What? You pee in your hats? What? Why? What? No, no, put it back on your head? Just, just, no, no, but Mr. Snicksnack, for, Jimmy hats aren't regular hats, Mr. Snicksnack. They, they go over the, Mr. James, can no. you explain to him well, the, the need for Jimmy hats, you know? Snicker, Snicker, some, Snicker, son. <laughs> Boy, Snicker, just, just, just take that damn thing off. We'll, we'll walk you through it later, all right? Like, it's so bright out here, though. It hurts my eyes. I, and I I am very sorry, but just take the damn thing off. I swear. People start waking up, you ain't going to be able to show your face from anywhere on this side of Mississippi. So you take that shit off. <laughs> oh, I brought you an earring, James. I thought it would look lovely with your hair. Um, and, and thank you kindly. Hold on to it for me. I, I ain't taking nothing from you until you wash your damn hands. Uh, <laughs> it was still in the package. Yavari, before I lose my before I lose my mind here, uh Killer Croc is asleep back that way, but he ain't the only one to sleep. Damn near a whole town sleep. That is exactly what we're seeing. So it ain't just over at the university then, huh? No, it's pretty much everywhere we've been. Yavari, as you say that, a just several loud screams start coming from the inside of Michael Bolton Hall. Uh, it seems like people are now noticing that nobody else is waking up. Uh, these people are all elves. Uh, every elf is just fine. But their friends, comrades, teachers are just laying where they fell. Why is everybody yelling so much? People are trying to sleep. It seems like some people are awake. Um... I highly doubt the people that are panicking know anything about what's going on, so I don't think we need to investigate that. <laughs> Take a big sip of my coffee. Like, please don't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, amongst, like, all the screaming and stuff, like, uh, am, are, are there any, like, clear screamings of, like, of young women? Yes. Actually, one seems to be calling a name, uh, almost frantically. Jacob! Jacob! Jacob, where are you? 
I know you don't want to look, but, uh, you know, I got a calling in this city. And if I don't heed that calling, I ain't getting paid. And I'm going to start walking walking towards the, like, the new screaming. Okay. Uh, you... Do we have our weapons with us? Yeah, you do. Okay, Glenn gets a sturdy grip on his war hammer. And, you know, taps it on the ground a few times. You hear a little squeaking. Whatever it taps. Uh, Jack Jr. is absolutely going to try to take that from you. (laughs) Oh no. Um, James, as you go towards the yelling, you can see a tall, gorgeous elf. Uh, She seems to be a teacher here. You can see her um, name tag is pinned to the left of her purple blouse. Uh, you can see that her name is Frida Wachler. That's a German name. Wachler with the umlaut. And she's calling out, Jacob! Jacob! What? What? Calm down there, little miss. Tell me what's going on. Well, actually, don't. I already know what's going on, but calm down. Calm down now. It's, it, it's going to be all right. I guarantee you he is just sleeping. Uh, well, I'm noticing one thing. It looks like people who are my kind are awake, but Jacob is also my kind. I can't find him, and he is due for a very important assignment. Behind her uh, steps out uh, another tall elf individual. As I said, these are sun. So uh, the males are ranging anywhere from seven feet tall, and the females are about six feet. They're big folks. Another sun elf comes from the back um, and turns the hall and faces you. He is wearing a very uh, elaborate white and gold robe, uh, and his face is covered with a mask. Now, this mask is it's not a very... It's not an intimidating mask. It looks like it's covering up scars. You know, like from the 1920s, how people who had bad wrecks or not wrecks but bad facial scarring would cover them their face up the just like part of it to cover up the the scars yeah, yeah. It looks like that like the phantom of the opera sure gotcha and he says yes we are investigating this now this is a grave emergency we must find out why our students are asleep do you have any news of the rest of the city Everybody's asleep. Except, well, except the elves. I guess they're awake. All the elves are awake, yeah. yeah to be, on, be honest with you, it's uh, very surprising that we're not the only ones trying to investigate what's going on. Uh, you mind if I ask your name there, sir? Call me James. It's Pastor James. My name is Horst. Horst Kishbaum. Uh, I'm going to approach him, uh, hold out my hand, and so, yeah. Pastor James Coppin. As you shake his hand, you notice that his nails are very, very long. His hands are dainty, uh, but also fucking huge. They're just long and thin. Uh, and his hand wraps around yours uh, almost completely. You're a human, right? Uh, Kalistar. Kalistar, okay. So he's, he's quite a ways bigger than you. But the thing about Sun Elves is they're very thin. Just to be clear. So he's not like a big hulking maniac. He's just a tall, thin beanstalk. 
Yeah. Yes. Well, it pleasure, is pleasure to make your acquaintance. Yes. Perhaps we can work together, as you seem to be the famous Pride Empire. <laughs> yeah. You know, only been back one day and uh, already getting back to work. <laughs> you know how. Excellent. You know what they say, ain't no rest for the wicked now. <laughs> it never is. Now, I must say, is that is that you, Vari, from the news channel? Well, uh, I, I must say, you got a good eye. Hey, Vari, Miss Yavari, come over here. Come, come say hi. I finally catch up to them. I was definitely lagging behind enjoying my coffee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It is a pleasure to meet famous people. Perhaps you can help us help our dear city. We need answers. I have called the Prime Minister, Prime Minister Falk, and he has not returned my calls. I fear that he is asleep too. Without leadership, this could spell bad things for the city. There's no way to tell how far and wide this problem is, and we need to solve it fast. I mean, I suppose we could help. Uh, where do you think we should start looking? This, I do not know. It seems my colleague here is very worried about a friend of hers. I'm sorry, I misspoke. A student of hers. Uh, Frida, could you tell them more? Frida looks up at you. She says, yes, I have a student named Jacob. Uh, I am looking for him. He needs to turn into his assignment. This is not just any assignment. He is on his last leg with his college. City is asleep or not. School must go on. I need that assignment from him. Follow me, please, actually. And she takes you to a back office. The office of this place is so well done. It's like got that elf mixed with some Nolans kind of vibe. And it's just, it, it melts together just right. It clashes, but it works. You can see all sorts of different, like, heads of, of dead fae creatures. There's a werewolf, and there's a pixie head. It's, it's a really small mount, but it's there. And uh, a nice roaring fireplace. Everything's so nice. Frida goes behind her desk, uh, uses a key to open up one of the drawers, and pulls out another key. And uh, pulls out another key ring. Uh, it's filled with keys. And she starts thumbing through them. If you will, while I investigate down here, I need that assignment from Jacob. Could you please go to his room and find him? If he's there, wake him up. Well, he probably isn't asleep anyway since he's an elf. And through process of elimination, he wouldn't be asleep. So he's probably just being fucking lazy. So... Here? And she hands you a key, and it's like room 403 of, um, of Michael Jackson Hall. <laughs> Is Michael Jackson Hall bigger and better than Michael Bolton Hall? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Whew. This is a bard college, after all. I was about to ask why a teacher had a student's dorm key, but then I remembered where we were, so we will be off. And to explain that, they, uh, like, you saw the key ring, it's like every key for every student she may have. Uh, it looks like they keep kind of close tabs on the students here. 
Uh, imagine an elf being your fucking professor, and think how big and high and mighty they are. Of course, they would keep some keys to your room in case you don't show up for class. Because they're just Seems fucking like invasive. that. <laughs> yeah. It's invasive and it's shitty. All right. They well, know we're, it. They I care. guess, going to go set off to be couriers. Gwen leans over to Snicksnack and says, the Prime Minister's name is Fuck. It's it's Falk. Uh, F-A-W-K. Oh, Falk oh, is a distinguished name for a Prime Minister. Oh, oh you, you heard me. I am so sorry. Please don't talk my college credits. I know I don't attend this college, but I'm an intern and I really need those credits. Falk Your credits are safe. a distinguished here. man. He has done so much for the city. He has cleaned its streets, formed the sewer system. He is a great man, despite his race. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up next to Glenn and put my arm. I, I want to put my arm on Glenn, you know, in a friendly way. But I definitely want to like slap it down on him, like on his shoulder. And I'm like, oh, you gotta excuse my friend there. You know, he 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 didn't go he didn't go nowhere for school, and uh, so he. He, he always kind of blurts things out too quickly. Ain't that right there, son? <laughs> Your Time for you to learn how to shut up. is doing a fucking great job. Yep, time to shut up. And Glenn immediately shuts up. <laughs> she says, well, it's quite all right. I just need that assignment. We are sticklers here, what are, and what we will not drop. For? It should be a notebook. It has... Uh, and she thumbs through notes. It has math class on it. So it's not. Do you have notes about coffee. what these notebooks say? No, it is not coffee. It is a book of math. And I need that book because he needs to pass. Or else he'll be on the streets with the rest of you. Uh, Mr. Snicksnack, I believe you made a great point. Can you bring that up again? You have notes about the notebooks that he has? Yes, I'm OCD. <laughs> Do you have notes about us? No, I've never met you before. So you're OCD, but you're not very good at it? <laughs> oh, no. She leans in uh, real close to you and she says, It's selective. <laughs> that sounds like you're mischaracterizing uh, your habits as a real, true uh, psychiatric problem. Maybe I, I am. Oh, okay. Because I am. And I'm Glenn F. <laughs> Honeydeer. All right, why don't we just let this lovely teacher do her teacher thing and let's go get this notebook. Couldn't have said it better myself. I, I want to keep a grip on Glenn as I turn around and say, we'll, we'll be right back with that, uh, with that assignment now. Say hi to fuck for us. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, Snickers. Come on. Uh, so as as soon as we have like enough distance between us and the teacher so she can't hear us, uh, Yavari actually looks kind of excited and says, there's no way that's just a math assignment. What kind of smut do you think is in this notebook? What smut? Pornographic images. What's uh, Glenn, don't, don't, never mind. J oh, James, where's Killer Croc? <laughs> Damn. Realizing she is surrounded by people that wouldn't share her interest in this. Uh, so, 
in my travels, I've learned of something called Yowie. Maybe that's what this is. You've already choked on our coffee just a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Maybe it's that... Yuri? I no. said Yowie when I hit my foot the other day. Well, I imagine it's neither, because Yowie is gay hentai, and Yuri is lesbian hentai, and from the sounds of it... Jacob is probably a male student, so if this were fan art of the two of them together, it would fall under neither category. But why do they have such large hands? I've... I've always wondered that myself. Wait, the elves have large hands? (laughs) Have you never heard the term yowie hands? Hold on. (laughs) Just Google yowie hands. Just Google yowie hands. We're just gonna... We're not gonna go any further with this. We're not going to go Why? any further than this. This is the end of mentioning that. Please Player move on. comment. Player comment. I hate it here. <laughs> we are like not talking Mark about is. it. We're not talking about it anymore. Um, I don't so know we how I can talk about anything else, Abby. I, I don't think I can go back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this podcast to become about Yaoi. <laughs> okay, so for people that can't Google it. Uh, yowie hands are basically oh my God. Uh, the art style of yowie for whatever f- freaking reason. They always have really weirdly big hands. I don't know what it hands. is. They but like long spidery hands. They really have big hands, so they're just called yowie hands. It's a thing. Yeah, it's because across... all yowie is drawn by Studio Clamp, apparently. Oh, is is clamp hands. Yeah, I know what those are. Yeah, but I, bigger. Code Geass is like my favorite anime. In, yeah. in the in the attempt to fucking save us, uh, Wait, James James is going to say to uh, to Yavari, you know, you you never do listen. Uh, he killer, you know, killer shark right here in the quad, but he passed out. Got himself got himself a couple of yuris from the sound of it though. I'm aware, but my. Mm, my ideas on what's in the notebook. He would have probably been the only other person that would be any type of knowledgeable or and or interested. But we're almost there, so let's just go. Well, and I personally am hoping that we're not actually grabbing no assignment. Maybe we're grabbing something that might help us piece together what in the world going on around here. Well, that certainly seems like the DM's point here, but... I'm hoping it's porn. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna pull out like one of those, um, you know, like Jimmy one hats. of the foldable. No, the foldable fans. That, <laughs> but like one of the disposable ones that's in every Baptist church in the Bible Belt. Oh yeah, it just has Martin Luther Bing on it. Yes, Martin Luther Bing on it, and I'm gonna start uh, fanning myself while uh, Yavari is praying for porn. <laughs> All right. The journey to Michael Jackson Hall is a short one, um, but you can see the hall is very well made. Uh, on the front, it has the uh, the Greek letters that you know signify those who live in the hall. He he, and the door. We can't just gloss over that. <laughs> we gotta make some 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 funnies about that. One. <laughs> Uh, there's a large statue of uh, a man, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, spelled, you know, J-A-K-S-U-N, uh, Jackson. 
uh, he was one of the founders of the uh, Bard College. Did uh, did he start out as, as something other than a sun elf and then become a sun, sun elf later in life? He actually started as a dark elf, yeah. Damn. How did that happen? There's so much some lore say he had some sort of, of condition. Which I see, is, I see. Yeah, after his death, it turned out he actually did have that condition. And he was missing some hair from a, a mishap with a fire. And, oh, my God. So we have Michael Jackson Hall. And uh, you round out the uh, statue of Michael Jackson and head on inside. So you have a mission. What are you guys up to? We're going to find the room and I'm going to use the key to unlock it. I'm not going to knock first. I'm hoping to catch him in the middle of something. Hey, straightforward. <laughs> I like that shit. Everybody in agreement? Yes. Gwen has his Warhammer at the ready. <laughs> Yavari is not a bitch at all. <laughs> all right. I just barge in. Okay. Warhammer ready. at the ready. You unlock the door and just with a swift push, you go on in. And the immense smell of weed strikes you. Oh my god, this guy's been token. The windows are closed. There's smoke billowing out of the front door. Uh, and on the walls, you can see like the Grateful Bread posters, uh, several images of... You can see the Grateful Bread posters, the, uh, the mushroom paintings on the wall. This guy looks like he's a, a big reader of the, uh, of the High Crimes. Not High Times. High Crimes uh, magazine. Uh, you can see that he's been growing these little green weed plants. And here, weed is quite illegal, but he has been growing it. And some of it is actually packaged for sale. But is he himself there? As you check the rooms, no, you do not see him there. Um, Yavari, or anybody in the house, make an investigation check. Definitely. Oh, boy. Oh, man, of course that's intelligence. Oh, that's not bad. 18. Ooh. Anybody else get higher than that? So who would expect Glenn F. Honeydeer to roll a 21? Absolutely not me. How the fuck? I rolled a five. As you're looking around, you're gaining a sense of who this guy is. Uh, Looks like a elf stoner, pretty much. Um, You're looking for his notebook, but you're not really finding it until Glenn looks under the bed and finds what seems to be a brass horn and on top of it there is a book. Oh, Glenn is immediately looking into that. Okay. Uh, As you pull out the notebook uh, you can see that it is labeled math and in it you see complete fucking gibberish to your eyes. Make an intelligence check. Oh boy. Yeah, intelligence. And then you went on mute. It's his bamboo internet. Yeah. What happened to play with G- Gary the robot? Ah. Uh, the Warforged. Bamboo internet. Oh, no, I muted because I was opening a drink, but that is a seven on the intelligence show. Hey, you didn't want to join me in ripping and ripping? Oh, shit. Oh, no. I betrayed oh. team. Good job. We're supposed to grip and rip together. Good job. You fucked up. Well, uh, hey. Nah, you fucked up. Glenn, you cannot read a single fucking thing in this thing. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I said a seven, but it's a six, so still the same. You get a harder look at it, and you it makes less sense now. <laughs> Glenn, dear, did you find that notebook? Uh, it appears he's a big fan of 133. Can you hand me the notebook, please? Glenn hands over the notebook. Uh, James is ignoring this notebook discovery as he pissed at saying all of these packages ready to sell. Mm-hmm. Trading in my area, and I don't know anybody working out in the campus. Where? Uh, and James, you know this to be a kind of weed called briar weed. It is uh, very, very chilling. As in, like, if you had something planned for that day, those plans are off if you smoke briar weed. Um, it is not like the weed we have in our world. It is, ooh, it's potent. Because it's magical. I mean, come on, it's dandy. Why not? Does one of the D stand for drugs? Yeah. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to, like, go to one of the packages and, like, kind of, you know, cut it open and get, start kind of getting it in. You know, like a pinch, kind of okay. putting it away. Just let you know you're kind of breaking up. No, not like this. Not like this. And, yeah, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna get like a pinch, and pinch, kind of, you know, put it away in my pocket for um, make sure later that I'm not wrong in my general assessment. Sure. As you cut it open, uh, take a pinch of it, it reeks. It's, it's some strong stuff. It seems to be a strain of uh, briarweed called ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it, it's a, 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 a strong ass strain of briarweed. I don't know. It's, it's something. It's bad. Woo-woo! And... So upon cutting it open, while well, like to cover up me putting it in my pocket, Whew. yeah, I'm definitely gonna have somebody's ass. <laughs> you do, yeah, it's in your pocket. All right, so uh, you now have the notebook. Uh, is there anything else you want to do in this room? Oh, uh, Yvari. Yeah, I did want to look at the notebook and see if I could read it. Okay, uh, it is just math. Uh, you see cosine, sine, several uh, quadratic formulas. This seems to be of a very high-level math. I didn't actually make you do a intelligence check. Make an intelligence check. I will do that. That is a three. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. You at least get the concept, but nah. Uh, I'm very disappointed. Um, actually, can I kind of like hold it by the spine and like flip through it to see if anything falls out of it? Yeah. Uh, you hold it by the spine. You start flipping, and a piece of paper just falls down. Yes. I want to look at the paper that fell. Okay. Uh, As you unfold the papers, it's folded in a a squares, a square, rather. Um, You can see that it's actually a map. Now, this map seems to be of a some sort of maze, and it has a little red line in the maze that goes to the very end of it. And this red line is going from corridor to corridor. And you can't quite figure what it's about. But it seems to be some sort of map. Does it look like it might be a map of the campus or the city? Or something You else? aren't sure. Okay. It just seems to be a grid that looks like a maze. I'm going to 
I, I'm going to speak of. Well, is that what we're looking for right there? I suppose so. Um, We can turn in the notebook, but I'm going to hold on to this. Might I ask what that is you're holding on to? Uh, Yavari's just going to show him it's a map. She's not trying to hide it from him. Uh, do I recognize what it's a map of? Being from Manbrew, maybe. Make a history check. Yeet. Woo. Nat 20, so that's going to be 23. Hell yeah. When you were a child, you used to play here. Um, do, you, do you have parents, James? Tell me about yourself. Uh, I'm a little on the older side. So my, uh, my, my father, he died when I was young, but my mother, God rest her soul, uh, passed away just a couple years ago. Gotcha. When you were a kid, and before this was actually complete, you used to play here a lot amongst the construction equipment. It was right after Prime Minister Falk got elected. You know this place to be a map of the sewers underneath the city. Huh. Well, me, Miss Yavari, where where the hell did you get where the hell did you get a map like this? I ain't seen nothing like that since I was since I was running around still drinking milk. Well, I figured there had to be something juicier than just numbers in this notebook, and looks like I was right. Yavari looks very smug. Yeah, well, I'll be. What you got right there is a map of not just anywhere around here. You got yourself a map of the sewers that we're we're standing on top of right now. Oh, I'm absolutely not going in there. James, you know something about the the sewers that the others might not. And you can choose to divulge this information to them if you wish. Normally, if this was a physical game, I'd walk up to you and uh, whisper it. But I can't. So, there you go. (laughs) Do we need to do, like, another channel? Uh, Actually, I'll just DM you. Yeah, yeah, DM me. Okay, hang on. And or I just created a whispers channel. Okay, so uh, let's let's go down there. Okay. Oh, but we can record it. So bye, everybody, for now. Sorry. Oh no, they can't record it. (laughs) It's fine. You don't need to hear it. It's fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. So while this is going on, Glenn just kind of leans into Stick Snack and says, "So one thirty three is a ban, and on four twenty, we performed." They they performed with Snoop Dogg, and it the the entire city was just high as hell, man. Oh my god! I also learned something that y'all don't know. So suck it. Yeah, uh, he's got knowledge. Uh, shit. But but I am gonna say, uh, you know, well, come on now. The as far as the sewers, I I used to go in there all the time as a kid. Ain't nothing gonna, ain't nothing down there that gonna stop any of us from going in. That sounds disc. There could be treasure down there. And Glenn taps his hammer on the ground a few times, and you hear the squeaks, and he says, "Let's fucking go." Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, kind of nod my head at those two. I like the spirit, but I think both of them are wrong. But the real reason we should be going is uh, figure out why in the world this young man, who's clearly been working in my neighborhoods without my knowledge, has been going into these sewers. Well, is it just some sort of drug distribution map? Because it seems like he's quite fond of the gross-smelling stuff. Well, if that was the case, I wouldn't worry your pretty little hair about it. Because if 
it was going through the sewers, I wouldn't happen to know something about it. But since I don't, I'm thinking that perhaps he's got a map going down there that's led to this entire campus falling asleep. And if you haven't noticed, this young Jacob is nowhere to be seen. Can we at least somewhere stop somewhere so I can get, like, rain boots or something? Because I really don't want to ruin these shoes down there. Miss Yavari, I got Jimmy hats for you. <laughs> smart. <laughs> smart. That is smart. That's super smart. Way to go, Gary. You did it. That's great. A plus. What size are they, Glenn? Uh, Miss Yavari, what is the size above Magnum? Magnum XL. Dragnum. <laughs> <sighs> I, I said that too matter-of-factly. Okay but... I, I got some Magnum XLs, and I also have Colossus. <laughs> but you don't seem like you have... Uh, you don't seem like you have giant feet, though. You should be fine with the Magnum XLs. Just I'm give me sure whatever, and you can wipe off the lubricant off of them later. You know, college credits and all that. I can't wait to graduate. Yes. <laughs> yes, sure. Well... Yes. God bless you, son. I guess I was wrong. You did find a use for them Jimmy hats after all. <laughs> all right. Let's strike while the iron's hot. And Gwen passes out Magnum XLs to everyone in the party, too. Right. Um, James is going to put his Magnum XLs in his pocket. Nick Snack doesn't have shoes. <laughs> he will also put his, his Jimmy hats in James's pocket. <laughs> Glenn is carefully rolling them over his shoes that Yavari <laughs> bought him <laughs> because he doesn't want to have to pay the fines for the damaged clothing. <laughs> yeah, Yavari, she's going to wait, but she'll put them on before they get there, but she's not going to walk all over campus or wherever with fucking condoms over her shoes. <laughs> all right. And As you guys get set up and ready to go, you feel a wave of tiredness sweep over all of you. Everyone make a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Six, that got a ten. Okay. Also, who here is uh, an elf? Oh, no. I got Not me, but I got a twenty-five. Okay. I don't think any of us in this group is an elf. Uh, James gotcha. has an eleven. Okay. Uh, everyone who rolled below twelve, I need you to take one point of exhaustion. So some of you are starting to feel quite tired, actually. And it seems like the longer you tarry on, just the more tired you begin feeling. You shudder to think what would happen if you accidentally fell asleep. Well, now I do. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give out a big yawn. Come on now, let's hurry up and get this over with. And I'm going to lead the party to the sewers. Okay. So, coming out of his room, um, you head down the campus, and you have a choice of a couple of things to do now. Um, one, you could continue investigating the campus if you choose. Um, two, you could turn in that math book to the teacher. Or three, you can continue on to the sewers. What are we doing, group? Well, Glenn already has condoms on his feet, so let's just go to the sewers. I could care less about the teacher. 
and be honest with you, I, I don't care too much about homework. I I too am just explore for treasure. Me as a player, I feel like we should go back to the teacher. Yavari as a character is like, let's get this over with. <laughs> I feel that. Sewers. All right. I, I like already have the uh, condoms on. Jimmy has. Yep. Uh, before we go down, I cast Mage Armor on myself, though. Okay. Uh, usually to make life easier, I just assume you always have it on. I usually run high magic campaigns, and so your Mage Armor don't mean shit. So it's... Uh, Ooh! Um, but yeah, okay, so you got it all. Yeah. So, uh, James, uh, you head over towards the nearest manhole. You find it. It seems to be sealed into the ground. It's going to take a good... Bit of strength to actually get it up. Uh, if you ever tried to lift a manhole cover in real life, which I may have done since I lived in the hood, um, it's quite hard for a 10 year old to do. But you guys aren't 10 year olds, you are level 10 fucking warriors. So, who is going to try and crack this bad boy open? Snick Snack will just walk up, spit on his hands, do the like cartoon character, like rub thing, and grab it. Make a straight up strength check 23. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> Good job. That was not hard at all. The manhole cover is like as big as he is. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's crazy. What are you, what? six six? Cobalt. I mean, like your class. You got twenty fucking three. Oh, Ranger. I rolled a twenty. Nice, dude. Whoa. Nice. That's Actually, awesome. I have a minus one to strength. I'm gonna I'm just crazy. Over to Yavari and says, "I could have done that too." You couldn't have... It doesn't matter. Let's just get this over with. So I remember reading on Reddit that there is a, a reason that a uh, someone like you would be able to do something like that. You were just smarter than the average bear. You used a pivot and uh, knocked it open that way. But we could also go with the expl- explanation that, hey man, you just got a good grip on that and ripped the shit off. So... I was inspired. Yeah. Um... Manhole covers off. You can see the ladder going down. Who's first? Snickzack Jr. Oh, it's, oh, okay. No, it's not Glenn then? Okay. He loves Snickzack Jr. is very excited. Uh, Glenn is right behind right. Snickzack Jr. Uh, and J- James is, like, once it's open, I'm going to be kind of with a lot of, like, oh, like, a lot of uh, surprise looking at Snickzack going, good job there, son. Let's well, let's go on now. And he'll go ahead and just jump right on it. They just okay. start climbing down. At this point, I'd play some eerie sewer music, but obviously I don't have that power. So imagine in your head's eerie sewer music drips, drops. Um, the sounds of a constantly blowing soft wind uh, bouncing on the walls. The sewer system of Manbrew courses underneath the entire city sprawling far and wide just like a maze it is a well-known marvel of engineering due to its completely uniform size and shape you immediately find that the sewer system is actually quite clean nearly spotless almost like it's never used each corridor of the sewer system measures around 10 foot by 10 foot making a perfect rectangle uh, the wider openings uh, between the 10 foot by 10 foot uh, rectangles measure 30 by 30. Everything here is perfectly symmetrical. 
And before you begin, you find yourselves marveling at the technical aspects of how exactly this is built and why it's so quaint, clean. Yeah, I'm so, really marveling at the, the, the technical aspects of how this is built. The, oh, the, my God. So, like, it doesn't even smell down there? No, it smells quite nice. Yeah, I, I'm going to give a shit-eating grin to the party and just be like, yeah. I bet y'all real glad to have them Jimmy hats on now. <laughs> well, you didn't tell us it was going to be quite this not unpleasant. Look, I, uh, I just don't want to have to pay the fee for uh, getting these shoes dirty, so I'm sorry. <laughs> don't have to apologize to me. Right. But these are the only sewers I ever known, so I don't know what you were expecting. It was so usually walking. pretty Well, either... Well, I'm gonna. Pull, I, I'm assuming I still have the map. Sure. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna pull out the map and I'm gonna try to see as far as like any note of, of any markings of note as far as the, on the map of where something of interest might have been marked down. Okay. Um, the red line does seem to be originating at this spot. Where you are is exactly where Jacob Weinbacher has been running through. Because um, you're looking at the landmarks, and there is, if you look up, you can actually see the name of the street that you were on before. So everything's marked pretty well. Uh, navigating this part, especially as a kid, wasn't really that hard. But if you stop paying attention and stop, and if you don't know what to look for, you could get lost and die here. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, but you're at the right spot as the beginning of the red line, and it moves forward and then takes a sharp, sharp right turn. And uh, so. so after kind of laughing about the Jimmy hats, I'm like, all right, well, let's not diddly daddle. Let's get on with it. And I'm going to start walking up the path. Okay. Uh, what's the light situation? It's dark as hell. Uh, the sunlight from the um, sewer system, or, I'm sorry, from the manhole covers, because, you know, they have those little holes in them, uh, is the only thing that's lighting down here. This, luckily, it's right about nine-ish, so the sun is lighting, but there are certain parts of the sewer system that are, are completely black. That's a good point. I think this is the first time I've ever played something that doesn't have dark vision, and I don't know what to do with myself right now. Uh. I have 11 cantrips, and none of them are light. <laughs> oh, no. Well, um, I guess I win. Um, I, I, I have light. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out, I'm gonna pull out the, the, the magnums that are in my pocket, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to cast light, because I think uh, uh, um, I got snicksnacks as well, so that should be four. Um, so I'm going to cast light on, on the Jimmy hats <laughs> and, and pass mm -hmm. them out. That works. Uh, oh. I'm good. I have 120 feet of dark vision. All right. Gwen attaches oh, oh. one to his warhammer. Hold on. Uh, before we get any further, Yuvari is going to give James the one of the earrings with a brief explanation, and she's going to go ahead and put hers on. Zach already tried to give him one, and he didn't oh, want sorry. it. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Earrings for him. 
Well, is Yavari giving me one now? Oh, you bitch. Technically, we have five. Would I have seen Snicksnack give him the earring? Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, then I don't do that. I just turn mine on and put it on. All right. Okay, so I, I'm... Then it will be just handing out the uh, the now beacons of light Jimmy hats. <laughs> and then I'll lead the way. Okay. You're actually glad that you did that. Because as you come to the uh, cross section of the sewer, you notice about a 10 foot drop into almost black below. You do know that it's 30 by 30 feet. So uh, it, goddamn, that would have broke a leg. Yeah. You notice a ladder at the right side of the drop, and uh, looking forward as you point your light out, you can see where the right turn would be. It's just, um, imagine you're in a corridor, it drops down to a much larger corridor, and there's another ladder on the right that goes to the next corridor on the right. Does that make sense to everybody? Um, with the way that you said it, does that mean that like the drop and the ladder are new? Oh, yeah, this whole thing's new. You you haven't really been around here in a while. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kind of do like that thing where it's like just like just past your toes. That much of your foot goes over like the ledge where you don't lose your footing, but it's yeah. like enough to where you scare yourself. Oh, so much. Well, that ain't right. Well, we're supposed to go this way, but I don't recognize anything I'm looking at now. Uh, Snicksnack will hop on to Snicksnack Jr.'s back and uh, do like a, a yip-yip and uh, <clears throat> try to fly across. Okay. And you do so with relative ease, uh, flying across and then taking a right to go into the uh, the next corridor. And you land safely. Sweet. I guess. <laughs> or is so, anybody else um, so yeah, oh, after, after checking it out, Snicksnack will, will uh, fly back and um, hand, I guess, some rope? I have rope. Do you have rope? Uh, hand him some rope. Okay, uh, tie, tie this to something, and I'll tie the other end around the corner. And just to be clear, there's a, a ladder down and a ladder back up to wherever you need to go. I was I was waiting. Okay. To remember. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the rope from yeah I'm gonna take the rope from Snick Snack, and then just kind of like put it. Like lay it down on the ground and then take the ladder. Lynn is also going to take the ladder. Yep, ladder for me. Ladder for everybody. All right, so Snick Snack, you are on the other side. Uh, you have a rope, and then you realize, oh right, there's a ladder. Everybody else just climbs on down the ladder. So as you're here, you can hear the sounds of droplets coming down uh, from the ceiling, and it seems like this is this will be a place where those that water would up but as you get down to the floor and it is very dark now the light is reflecting off of the very clean metal sides of the uh, sewers themselves you, this isn't wet and it's very odd because it doesn't quite add up you can see the water coming from the ceiling what are you guys doing uh i would like to cast detect magic please okay uh, you do cast tech magic, but you don't sense anything necessarily magical around here or about this place. Question. Wait a second. I'm Googling one second. 
because like my first thought is with the dripping water and then nothing being on the ground and everything is clean it's like the sewer system has a massive prestidigitation uh, enchantment or something that's my thought i don't know if yavari would think about that um you don't sense anything magical yavari i'm sorry that's fine it lasts for 10 minutes so i'll keep an eye out excellent that is a very smart move to make and i have one question uh-huh do we notice any animals in you do not actually it's very odd because you don't notice anything in the sewer fuck sorry prime minister <laughs> i need <laughs> yavari you have dark vision as you look around feet. make a perception check can i also i have it too sure sure everybody who wants to can do so somebody else please <laughs> oh no i just got a natural one for a two 22 um 22 okay anybody roll higher than that I, i'm going to roll just because i want to but i also am rolling with disadvantage because of this exhaustion so i doubt i'm get higher yeah that's an eight i got a seven ah i gotcha then this actually makes perfect mechanical sense. Snick Snack, you're already on top of everything, and you have the light, so you're shining it downward. Um, you look up, and some of the water that's dripping just kind of catches your eye. Um, the corridor that your friends are in is 30 feet long, and right about the 20-foot area, right about halfway through, you can see the water is dripping, and then it pools. And then it looks like it's just sucked up towards the far end, the dark side of the, um, of the corridor. And you think that's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, hop off um, Snicksack Jr. And, and walk that way, trying to investigate where the water is going to. Okay. Make another perception check. Can I do it again? Actually, investigation. I'm sorry. Okay, that's... Probably not going to go well. I got a seven. I rolled two eights. You don't quite see anything. Uh, but that water has to be going somewhere. As you walk forward, you end up hitting some sort of wall. And you notice yourself beginning to sink into it. And as you sink inside, it begins to burn. Hmm, okay. Um... It begins to burn a lot. Uh, one second. Go for help. I fucking knew it. Make a dexterity saving throw, Snake Snack. 27. Goddamn. As soon as you... Got it. Okay. So it begins to burn, and as you realize what's happening, you pull back, and you are dexterous enough to do so with ease. And you notice that on the ground, whatever this is, is slowly sucking up the water in a manner that it looks like it's actually moving closer towards you. It moves uh, very slow, but whatever this is, is large enough to fit a 30 by 30 square. So Snick Snack will like, run backwards several feet uh, and kind of throw his light condom at it and be like, guys, that... There's black, like angry blackness over here. 
you throw your light condom on it and it sticks inside of the wall and it begins slowly seeping into the wall itself. Seeps in, the condom dissipates, almost like it's engulfed in acid. Uh, the light spell, how does that even work? We'll just say, without thinking about it too much, the light spell is still there. Does that work uh, with everybody? Yeah, the light yeah. can be colored as you like it. Spell it. The spell ends if you cast it again or dismiss it as an action. Um, Listen, nerd. So yeah, so we should still be able to see it. Okay, I so you should be want, able to see it. I just want to take a moment to say that this is a serious moment, but we're throwing light condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Problem. Yes, good. This is good. I would like it. Um, <laughs> welcome to DNA. So, as the light becomes closer, you now all recognize this to be a gigantic gelatinous cube. And suddenly, the reason why this sewer is so clean is becoming very, very clear. What are you doing? I'm launching some Eldritch Blasts. <laughs> <laughs> launching some Eldritch Blasts? Okay, go for it. Uh, no initiative, just do it. Um, uh, oh, that is a 27 to hit. You hit. Uh, I do a whopping three damage. Goddamn, uh, it didn't do much. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need the gelatinous cube to boop, make a boop. constitution saving throw. Okay, it will. Uh, There's my box of dice. Snicksnack will pull out his throwing knives. You said a constitution saving throw? Yup. Okay. It rolls a 12. Oh boy. So, I am... Ca- oh, wrong spell there. I'm casting um, Moonbeam at third level. It takes 18 damage. Jeez. 18 damage. Alright. Quick and, question, uh, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, Gary. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40 feet high, centered on a point within the range. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. <laughs> when a creature enters the uh, area spell for the first time, or on a turn, it starts there. It's engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. Or it takes, um, well, I'm casting it at a higher level, so it's going to be 3d10 damage. Uh, Wonderful. Radiant damage. So, that's it. Okay. I've got it written down. Keep keep in mind. Uh, remind me on this next turn. All right, what else oh, are we doing? And uh, I can move wherever. Okay. Um, you now have a large 30-foot by 30-foot gelatinous cube on moonlighty fire. <laughs> Uh, with a light inside of it and uh, um, several remnants of some Eldritch Blast residue. If I can, if I can interject here with a player question, uh, is this the first time James is seeing the source of the cleanliness of this town? Yes. Okay, it's the first time I'm seeing it too. Yeah, it's it seems to be newer. Okay. Um. Uh, I, I'm gonna. Huh. Is it fighting back? It is not. Oh. It is just moving towards you at a very slow pace. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to look around and see if there is another path nearby. 
And within about five feet of the gelatinous cube, you can see where the ladder to where Snick's Neck was is. So I'm going to, before going to the ladder, I'm going to cast uh, I'm going to cast a second level spell of Find Traps. Um, so you sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. And a trap for the purpose of the spell includes anything that would inflict sudden or unex- unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable. Okay. Um, and all right, so I'm going to cast Find Traps and then I'm going to call out, well, well, that that don't look like it's working and I ain't made of Jimmy hats. Let's grab this ladder here. I'm going to take the ladder. All right. As you start climbing, the ooze lurches forward and you see a long tendril come out of the ooze itself and it starts to try and grab at you. Make a dexterity saving throw. No. That's with disadvantage, too. It is. Uh, now, with... Uh... Because of my wisdom, I usually have an advantage on dexterity. Or no, uh, let's see. Okay, 19. 19. As you climb, you can see the uh, tendril come towards you, and it's reaching towards your foot to try and pull you down and engulf you. Uh, but you go, and start climbing a little faster. <laughs> and uh, you make it up the ladder safe and sound and far enough away from the cube in order to not be eaten. Um, but as you get up the cube, as you get up the ladder, rather, uh, you look behind you towards the darkness of the next corridor, and you see what looks to be a glowing yellow wall that is transparent, and it is slowly lurching its way towards you. It seems to be 10 foot by 10 foot, perfectly sized for the sewer system. I'm going to kind of just put, lean my head over, like, back down the ladder. Never mind, no good this way. Uh, you know that this is the fine traps at work. Okay, so that that's the trap at work? Yeah, that's uh, something that uh, okay. causes bodily uh, okay. harm. It sure would. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, all right, well, no good this way, so be easy coming up. Um, I'm going to kind of, like, try to ease away from the ledge, like, from where that th- this thing is trying to eat me, but, like, not trigger this trap. Okay. Uh, the rest of you, uh, as James has gotten up, you note that the gelatinous cube has moved cl- even closer. Uh, it is now engulfing the ladder. Looks like you got either go through it or go back. What's the rest of you doing? Could I fly up still? You sure can. I will fly up. Okay. Fly up out of his reach and into the uh, which which corridor? Actually, you only have really one choice since the blob fits perfectly within the thirty by thirty square. So that would be where, uh, well, back. <laughs> yes. Okay. Back. The rest of you. Uh, is the slime still within the? Yes. Okay, I'm going to need it to take, well, make a constitution saving throw. Uh, it shall. Six. Oh, no, it's going to take uh, 18 damage. And it will. 
And Glenn, with his squeaky warhammer, steps up and says, <laughs> Miss Yavari, get to safety. And uh, Glenn is going to go for a branding smite on this. Uh, I guess I make an attack roll first. You would. And Do you know how smite works? You hit, and then you smite. That's Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I don't have disadvantage on attack rolls, right? It's just uh, ability check. Is an attack roll an ability check? I don't believe it is. No, uh, separate. I don't think That's so. Strictly speaking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're good. Okay, never mind. That's an eight. An eight? Damn, that sucks. What's your reach? Uh, five feet. Man, I really wish you had a pole arm because as, you, as, as soon as you attack it, a tendril reaches out and tries to grab you. Make a dexterity saving throw. With disadvantage, that's going to be a 13. 13. You manage to move away. Uh, clearing five feet of space between you and the creature. After your attack, it has gotten another five feet closer. The ladder is still engulfed, but after another five feet, it will no longer be engulfed. However, you have five feet between you and the creature. What are you doing? Glenn is standing his ground so that the rest of the party can get out. Okay, Yavari? Uh... So this thing has been sitting there absorbing all this water and stuff, right? Yes. Uh, so the cantrips shape water says that you can freeze water. Would that would it still have enough inside of it uh, for me to try to freeze the next thing that shoots out towards Glenn? You could certainly try. Okay. Um, well, while he is distracting it, I'm going to move back towards the ladder, but I'm going to try to wait for it to, like, try to hit him again and try to use shape water to, like, freeze the tendril. Understood. So holding your action. I got you. Yeah. All right, James, what are you doing? Uh, okay, I, I want to get close enough to the trap wall that I'm seeing to see if I can find, like, the mechanism. Uh, to work my way past it. Understood. As you get closer to this trap wall, you begin to notice that it's moving. And as you get a better look, well, that's not really a trap wall. And it will do you harm. In fact, it's actually another gelatinous cube. Oh, good! Oh, hell. Moving uh, five feet at a time. All right, so I am going to, as far as on the the exclamation of all hell, um, <laughs> I'm going to try and cast. Um, I'm going to try to cast the pass without trace. Um, so, veil shadow and silence radiates from you, masking you and your companions from detection. For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including you, has a plus 10 bonus to dexterity or stealth checks um, and can't be tracked except by magical means. Great idea. Everybody get that? Mm-hmm. All right. So you have plus 10 to dex checks and, um, and whatchamadoosit, stealth checks, right? Yes. And I, so I'm going to cast that 
and then I am going to try to work my way back away from this gelatinous thing. <laughs> and all right, as you start working your way back, you uh, snick snack. You you bump him on the the back of your leg because he's standing right there behind you. Yeah. He, yeah oh, so, he went back. Never mind. I am wrong. Oh, he went back. Okay, so I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm not gonna trip on him. All right, I'm gonna. Yeah, no. I, I'm gonna head back to the group and go. Uh, y- y'all ain't gonna like this, but uh, we're surrounded. And and then I'm gonna. I'm going to just kind of stand at the ledge there because I don't want to go back to the other gelatinous cube. And I'm just going to kind of square up on this other one uh, and just kind of hold the high ground and in my turn, I guess. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Uh, Snick Snack, what are you up to? Um, so Snick Snack is going to cast uh, Flame Arrows. Which gives my uh, ranged weapon attacks um, extra fire damage. Um, and then Smixnack Jr. is going to do a. So he's, yeah, he's going to attack. And that is a okay. D20. Oh no, that's bad. Uh, he rolled a 2, so Smixnack Jr. is going to miss. And. Um, Probably try to run away now. The cube is going to make an opportunity attack against it. Okay. A long uh, tendril reaches out. Have your diddle dang make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Diddle dang. Uh, 17. 17. It, it pushes itself five feet back. This thing doesn't look like it's yeah. attacking, but whenever, whenever you get close to it, it seems to try and pull you in. Uh, that's the end of my turn. Okay. All right. Uh, Glenn, it has now moved within the final five feet. You can feel it just about to engulf you and Yavari. Uh, as it gets into range, it will make a attack, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, rolling at disadvantage. Uh, I was going to try to freeze it. Yes, you can. I was hoping you were going to remember. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget yeah. your plus 10 on the save, too. On my save? Uh, that would make it a 22. All right. Let me make sure of something here. But it's the stealth checks, but not saving throws. Boom! So it wouldn't okay. be a plus 10. Very well. It's a 12. However, self-checks will go. Uh, so 12? Okay. You are fine. You back up five feet, except, sorry, you can't back up five feet. You are back to the wall at this point. Uh, if you do not move, it will surely engulf you. Is it still within the moonbeam? No, it is no longer within the moonbeam. Well, Glenn grips his warhammer even tighter and says, I'm Glenn fucking Honeydeer. And I will protect everyone here. Yvara, you cast Shape Water in an attempt to freeze the tendrils on the um, on the gelatinous cube. Yeah. Make an Arcana check. This is kind of a special case. Um, that's a 13. 13? You do yeah. freeze its front part that is directly facing Glenn. 
So it would be hard to the touch, and Glynn would not be able to um, sink into it. However, Glynn can be crushed if he does not move. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to use the tendrils so he could just, like, chop them off. Spoiler. That works, too. Glenn, Glenn is not moving. Okay. Oh, no. Glenn is standing his ground. Yvari was already, like, making her way out, so he has no reason to really stay, does he? His choice. It is moving quite slow, but next turn it will crush him. Can Glenn call down a second moon? I have the Oh my gosh. Oh wait, you as, may? A bonus action, as a bonus action, I can move the current move. You yeah. can, yeah. Concentration. Alright, so I'm going to move the moonbeam to where uh, this gelatinous slime is. And I'm going to start climbing the ladder, just staring at it. <laughs> Alright. Uh, constitution saving throw. You got it. Seven. So that's going to be eight damage total, but Glenn is climbing the ladder, just staring. <laughs> Alright, it takes that eight damage. Wonderful. Alright, so as you climb the ladder, you can, as your foot gets up, the gelatinous cube engulfs the ladder, and both of you are safe. However, you now see a large wall of just cube there. The cube stops, it freezes for a moment, and it slowly begins to back away. Five feet at a time. What are you guys doing as a group now? Oh, uh, James, you still got a gelatinous cube moving at you five feet at a time, and it perfectly fits that corridor you're in. Um, since the giant gelatinous cube, now this one's just 10 by 10, the other one is 30 by 30. It is huge. Uh, this giant gelatinous cube has freed up space for you to move between it and the corridor going north, which is not actually where you want to go. You have options. What are you going to do? All right, I. Um, okay, uh, do I see that the other one is leaving? Sure. Yeah, I, I think they would have made enough commotion to, uh, okay. notify you of that. Alright, if, okay, if I can, I can see it just kind of like going the other way, I'm gonna turn around at this one coming at me now, and I am going to, I'm gonna cast Command Word, mm. and... It's going to be command word flee, but it's going to be James going, come on now, get! Yeah. Uh, so it, the gelatinous cube will need to make a wisdom saving throw. Or follow the command on its next turn. Understood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you might just get it. Huh? I got a natural 20. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. It does not get. It does not get. Um, hmm, that's and upon, upon rolling two and one and seven, here we are. Uh, upon noticing because I'm assuming that like I'll, I'll just only notice it like coming still coming at me, but it's only like an inch. Um, so I, I upon seeing like that inch, I'm gonna go, Oh, forget this, and I, I'm gonna start going back down the ladder <laughs> to, to the rest <laughs> of the group. Okay, <laughs> and, and I want to regroup and just be like, Well. One down, one to go, right above us. So as you go back down the ladder, uh, between you and the rest of your friends is a 30 by 30 cube of gelatinous cube. You yell out, uh, telling them what's going on, and you notice that it is moving towards you now. Make a dexterity saving throw, please. 
<laughs> I hate it here. Haha, it's my turn to roll the natural 20. So hey, 21. You back up five feet and you make it through. Uh, the kid, I'll just be calling out. Yeah. All right. Figure out that other one and get it so we can get the hell out of here. So, James, looking up at the uh, the corridor that you want to go in, the um, eastern corridor, you do note that the cube that was coming down it is now retreating back. Slowly, but surely. It seems like if you are indirectly in the path of these things, they will come towards you. doesn't look like they have any malicious intent, though. Not that they would. They're big-ass cubes. They just want to suck you up, man. All right. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this thing will. Only one at a time, right? Well, I'll be. Hang on a second. I think these guys are the sewer. Although that don't answer our question. How the hell are we getting past? Well, I suppose we could always just destroy them, but I imagine that that would wreak havoc on the sewer system, wouldn't it? Glenn is already taking a dive off the uh, platform with his (laughs) hammer. What? 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 Okay. (laughs) Are you making an attack? Interesting choice. All right. Go ahead and make your attack. And I'm going to smite this one if I... Oh, shit. That's a natural 20. Good man. Do some big numbers to it. So, for the initial attack, that's seven damage. But uh, we're throwing in a smite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the way I do crits, and I don't know if you guys do it the same way, uh, whatever dice you rolled, double that. I just went with what B- uh, D&D Beyond had which was 2d8 plus 1, it gave me a 7. Yeah, fuck all that. Double whatever you got. Okay, so 14 damage. Hey, I like that much better. And then for uh, Blinding Smite, that's 16 damage. Nice! And you just hear Glenn shout, I'm Glenn! That thought is you're saying, I'm Glenn fucking honey, you see a tendril reach out towards you. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh shit! This is that. That's a six. I'm Glenn fucking honey, <laughs> and you seep into the cube itself. Uh, you are now considered engulfed. Um, you take let's see three d six. Uh, you take twelve points of acid damage, and you are restrained, and you also cannot breathe. Oh boy. Everyone sees that Glenn is now, he was just yelling a second ago. He is not yelling now. He is moving and twitching very slowly within a gelatinous cube that is making him disintegrate slowly but surely. Fucking Glenn. Ah, some bitch. Man, Glenn. Look, I call not it on helping Dummy Deer get out of there. Now, James, you do note that it is still moving, and it is moving towards you. It is moving away from Yuvari and the, the rest of the group. Just because you're in the corridor with it. Does that make sense? It makes sense, and some bitch. Uh, yeah. Seems to be following so, you. Wait, question. Mm-hmm. Is it still within the moonbeam? You didn't, did you, you didn't save for concentration. Yeah, I actually saved for concentration. It was 13 points, or 12 points of damage. 
Uh, what kind of save is that? I forget. I believe it's Constitution 10. It is, yeah. 10 plus Constitution. Was that it? All right, rolling a disadvantage. Uh, and that is... Hey, Kyler, guess what, guess what I fucking rolled? What? A 10. Okay. Good. So uh, you still have it, and sure, it gets right back engulfed. Doesn't that just mean that Gary's engulfed too? Or like in the moonbeam as well? Yeah, yeah he's no, concealed. No. Uh, I, I was ready to take the damage. <laughs> um, I'm gonna Gary. just... Can I just chuck a toll the dead at it? Toll the dead? Yeah, just start chipping away at this cube. Just, I, I feel like Ivari would just walk over to the edge, kind of squat down, just... <sighs> Just start throwing cantrips at him. <laughs> Maybe okay. if we let him take a little bit of damage, he'll learn not to do this in the future. Well, it is missing some of his hit points, so that's probably pretty good. Uh, you are 10th level, so okay. Uh, go ahead and it must make a wisdom, wisdom saving save. throw. And it gets a 6. We're right back to being low rolls. Alright, so you get to do 2d12 since it has already taken damage. That's right. Uh, so he takes 18 damage with Toll the Dead. That's necrotic. 18 necrotic damage. Got yep. it written down. I'm just going to sit there and just keep chucking cantrips at it. Just. <sighs> you get the feeling uh, you may be doing that for a while as a 30 by 30 gelatinous cube might have a whole lot of health points. And. The moonbeam, twenty-seven damage. If you twenty-seven, I will. No, you don't have to take it. Yeah. Okay, and I, I'm not entirely sure. Like I'm reading the spell to make sure I'm doing it right because I think I just have to roll a d20 and see if I do it. I'm going to cast blink mm. and try to hmm. go to the ethereal plane and just get to the other side of this cube. That makes sense. Let me read up on the spell. It's been too long. Blink. Roll d20 at the end of each turn turns for the duration of the spell on a world of 11 higher. You vanish from the current plane of existence and appear on the ethereal plane. Start your next turn. When the spell ends, if you're on the ethereal plane, you return to an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within 10 feet. Do it up. All right, so you got to roll 11 or higher on this d20. Click cast. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, that's a five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I hate it here. <laughs> you try to blink, but it goes... And you don't quite blink. And as you uh, look up from casting your spell, you notice that a tendril is heading your way, making dexterity saving throw. It's a dirty 20. The dirty 20. You back up five feet. You have ten feet to go until you are completely cornered by this thing. Where were you earlier, 20? Um, like, since we're not in, like, combat technically nope. still, I, I just want to try to cast Blink again. Yeah, there's a reason why you're not in combat, because it's, it's not fighting you. <laughs> right. uh, we're going to do this again. Ha! Alright, 16. 16, you blink out to the ethereal plane. All right, and uh, while in the ethereal plane, I just want to get around or through this cube to the other side 
to regroup with the party and let it just go back on its merry way. We'll see you on the next turn, then. Snicksnack. Uh, I'm going to have Snicksnack Jr. Uh, I'm going to hand him the rope and have him fly towards where uh, Glenn Honeydeer is stuck in the cube and kind of like drop the rope close by so that he can try to grab it, pull himself out. He is completely engulfed. You would actually have to go in, reach into the cube, and uh, utilize an action to pull him out. Hmm. I think Snickstack Jr.'s got this. He's got to okay. yeah, stick, a, stick a dragony claw in, try to hand over the rope. Give it a shot. So you get within five feet of the cube, you take an action from Snickstack Jr., and you mm-hmm. attempt to pull Glenn out. Make a strength check. Is it me or the or Snicksnack Jr.? Snicksnack Jr., since he's the one doing it. Uh, 16. 16, very good. You take nine points of acid damage. Snicksnack Jr. does. But he does indeed pull Glenn out. Glenn, you can now breathe. You're no longer restrained. And you find yourself gasping for air and still burning quite a bit. Uh, while you were in there, you took another... 11 points of acid damage. And as Glenn is being pulled out, you hear him say, fucking honey deer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As he is pulled out, James, you are not there. Um, So there's no James. So the cube is coming right back towards you guys as there's nothing on the other side. What are you doing? Those who are down there. Uh, and so, all right, how far behind us can we see? As far as the light takes you. Okay, uh, I guess Stickstack's gonna start running on that way. Okay, away from start the running behind you. Yvari, what are you up to? Uh, I think it's also time to just get the fuck out of here. Okay. Um, James, uh, let me be sure, if you're not, sorry, next turn, the spell ends... If you're on the return to an occupied space, you vanish for him. Okay, hang on. Roll up and hire you vanish from the current plane of existence and appear in the ethereal plane at the start of your next turn. And when the spell ends, if you're on the ethereal plane, you return to an unoccupied space. So yeah, you would just appear back. Uh, you don't have to roll for that. Mm-hmm. I will allow it, I believe. Let me read this. Guys can't see anything more than 60 feet away. I'll allow it. I see. Alright, and then once I get to the other side of that, I guess I'll... I I want to come back in, but I don't want to come back in, like, right on top of this cube, or, like, (laughs) too close, like, within tendril range. I just want to come back into it on the other side. Okay. And you do so. Congratulations. Sweet. All right. Um, when I'm cu- when I'm back in th- this plane, I I'll call back out to everyone. Not around this one. I'm I'm gonna keep checking on ahead. All of you hear that from way the fuckers, Bill. Uh, he's quite a ways away, down the current corridor that you wanted to go to. And then James is gonna say real quick, like, oh, I don't know why the hell. Why don't we have something to talk to each other? I swear. And player me is cursing the dead and have the fucking ear. 
I tried I tried to help you. Hey, that's what I gave him to you guys for. All right. So <laughs> uh the rest of you are now running away from the gelatinous cubes. Um the one that engulfed Glenn, it sees nobody there, and so it goes right back to the end of the corridor. The rest of you find yourselves back at the porthole where you entered in. What are you doing? Um, I think I'm going to kind of wait for James because I want to get out, but I'm not about to just straight up abandon him. James is pretty deep in there at this point. And there's no good way to like get past that cube to go help him? Uh, you can move quickly. It's moving back to its original position. The ladder is now exposed. Uh. But keep in mind, the longer you take, the more it will engulf the ladder. Okay, so Yellow. at this point, would pass without trace help? I could do that. If you wanted to try and stealth, it might just help. Yes, okay. I will cast pass without trace on the, the three of us. I think it was already cast, unless that... Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, no. Um, it looks like it's... Because it is a concentration spell, but it's within 30 feet. So, yeah. like, once I... A, when I blink, and then B, now that I'm on the other side of this thing, I doubt I'm within 30 feet yeah. Yeah, of so everyone. Yeah, you're to recast it. And that's fine. Okay. So I will cast it. Uh, Snickstack will cast it, and then um, we'll try to sneak down past the cube. Okay. Is everybody going to sneak too? Is everybody on the same page? Yep, sneak, I'm sneaking. Time. Everybody make a sneak roll. Add 10 because of Pass Without a Trace. Trace. And Add the 20. Watch. A dirty 20. Uh, say 21. Okay. And, and, hold on. I'll roll for Snicksack Jr. Okay. And Snicksack Jr. gets a 26. Like Carrie Got Dream. It. You guys are well hidden at this point. I think you figured out what to do. So, you sneak down the corridor, go down the ladder very quietly and sneakily. You can see where the light is still inside of, gelat of the gelatinous cube. It seems to have not noticed you. It's not moving closer. The ladder is wide open for you to climb up. So, good job. You figured out the puzzle. I hate it when violence is the answer. No, that was <laughs> bullshit. Violence should be the answer. Well, you were, uh, you were getting close to actually killing it. No, no, I'm just kidding. I actually appreciate that we had yeah. to think about that a little bit. Two ways out. You could either kill it or, you know, sneak. Uh, you were within 40 HP of killing it. Man. Yeah, whose dumb idea yeah, was it to start attacking? Glenn was uh, basically the only one that hit it. Uh, like it, was, it was Yavari that decided to attack. It's fine. How, <laughs> like, how dare that. you? Who even would do that? I want to point out. I want to point we'll out know. that there's only one party member who did not throw a single attack, and he's on the other side of these cubes right now. We'll never, never know who started that. I never. Turn. He's just following his mentor. Good dummy dear. I think you guys did so well. <laughs> All right, we are going to end it there. Uh, James, you are cut off from your party members. Uh, you are unable to contact them as you don't have the earring of communication. Uh, the rest of you are running down the corridor only to see another wall, the same one James saw that you might not have seen yet. Um, it is now moving towards you five feet at a time, 
and its tendrils are reaching out. We'll pick up here next time. Yay! I'm so excited to be back here. Uh, me too. You like, just said I, the whole game. I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> but I, I hate it here because I can't roll to save my fucking life. But I'm so happy to be playing this again. <laughs> oh man, neither can I. I was rolling like shit. Oh, hey, hey, except the one time that I needed you to roll a wisdom saving throw. You you That's were true. ready for that one. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, Alex isn't here to do the outro, so who do, does that fall You are the to... absolute worst. Um, so before we do any outros, uh, Kyle, Kyler, just please let it, everyone know what you've got going on so that we don't have Gary and Alex forget like they do every time and I have to fill in for them. Do your sure. Uh, do I, do I just say it like I would say yeah. it in the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, that was The City That Never Sleeps, Part 2. Um, my name is Kyler. I'm the host of Fishing After Five. You can see episode 61 coming out one year. I'm just kidding. Probably in the next two weeks. Check it out at youtube.com slash fishingafterfive. And yes, that's the number five. And yep, we are fishing after it. Right. Kyler, <laughs> I'm so sorry that I've forsaken you for so many weeks in this podcast. Hey. It's only Gary, though. I'm always I'm shouting it out because it's fantastic. So I, I, I'm, I will never forget you, Kylie. Um, yeah. and I love for, the channel, but I, I forget. And now that we are back at the city that never sleeps, please hit us up at uh, critsandgrits at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on the social medias. And let us know if you are excited that we're back in the city that never sleeps. Uh, and has anyone else got anything going on that they'd like to shout out? No, 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 no. Excellent. So, I, I mean, I thought about I, doing snacks from my local gas station on YouTube, but I don't think that's over well. I hate you so much. <laughs> Probably not. I'm scary. Uh, so, um, once again, we, we on behalf of Crits and Grits, thank you so much, Kyler for running this it's been a blast on both sessions and i am looking forward to more uh so that's kyler in the dm seat and abby drew gary and myself andrew filling out these ramshack characters and please stay tuned so that we can see if we can get out of these stupid sewers andrew hey. can you just do all the outros from now on because you, yeah. you good, yeah. on job, and you know i fuck it up every Please. <laughs> I okay. I'll step in, and then I will give my other comments once we're done. <laughs> we have it here. End it here. End it here. Willing, Goodbye, everybody. Increase your pay by Bye, 20. everybody. If you agree to do all the outros.